0: Well, tonight we continue our journey through the Heidelberg Catechism. We're on to Lord's Day 10, uh, which is the second of two Lord's Days dealing with God the Father. Remember, we're in the section that, that's walking us through the, through the Apostles' Creed, and the first line says, I believe in God the Father, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth. And, and Lord's Day 9 took that line and, and helped us understand that we get to call Him Father, because He's a God of love, and we get to call Him Almighty because he's a God of great power. And so we can trust him, we confess, with whatever we need for body and soul. And we can, we can trust that he will turn for good whatever adversity this sad world sends us, right? Well, Lord's Day 10 now will help us dig deeper into our relationship with God the Father Almighty. So, there's two questions and answers to this Lord's Day, and um, I'll read the part that says leader here, and the next screen will be the part that we will all join together to read. First question, what do you understand by the providence of God? Providence is the almighty and ever-present power of God, by which he upholds, as with his hand, heaven and earth and all creatures. And so rules them that leaf and blade, rain and drought, fruitful and lean years, food and drink, health and sickness, prosperity and poverty, all things, in fact, come to us not by chance, but from his fatherly hand. How does the knowledge of God's creation and providence help us? We can be patient when things go against us, thankful when things go well. And for the future, we can have good confidence in our faithful God and Father, that nothing will separate us from His love. All creatures are so completely in His hand, that without His will, they can neither move nor be moved we start with a quick quiz for you this morning a driving quiz let's say you're stopped at a stop sign okay minding your own business there and you're just waiting and you look in your rearview mirror and you see that there's a car barreling towards you and you realize in that split second you're about to be rear-ended he's going to hit you and he's going to hit you hard okay in that split second you have a decision to make what do you do with your foot on the brake do you push the brake harder Or do you let go of the brake, knowing you're going to get hit? How many of you think that you should push that brake harder when you're about to get hit? How many of you, I see a couple going, well, maybe. How many of you think you should let go of that brake before the impact hits? All right, you all just failed driver's training 101. Except for those of you who went, well, I think I might. Here's the reason. They say that you're supposed to push that brake all the harder when you're about to get hit. Because if your car is rigid and if it's braced, if it's, if it's on this foundation, then the, the impact of the hit will be absorbed by the car, by the frame of the vehicle. Whereas if you let go of the brake, you're going to get whiplash. The, the, you're going to be sent and, and your body is going to absorb much of that impact. So now, I might have just saved your life, who knows, by letting you know that, that you should put your foot on the brake and let the body of the car, that steel framework, absorb the impact of the hit. It becomes kind of a shield around you when you're about to be hit. Well, tonight we're going to read together Psalm 62. And in this, in this psalm, Psalm 62, the psalmist is looking for a place of protection, a a shield, a frame around his life, not to protect him from a car accident like the frame of your car does, but he's looking for a shield and a framework around him for the storms and challenges of his life. Because in this psalm, his life is crashing down around him. His enemies are attacking him. His friends are turning on him. He's about to lose his position of honor and security. His life is being shaken to the core. He's about to be rear-ended really hard. Every earthly thing that he's built his life upon, everything that he's looked to for safety and security is crumbling around him. And he needs a safe place. He needs a place of refuge from this storm. Listen to what he writes, Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Low men are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion. Take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken. Two things have I heard that you, O God, are strong, and that you, O Lord, are loving. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. Now, I know that many of us here tonight, behind all our, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Many of us here tonight are facing the same kind of life storms that, that the psalmist right we have storms that maybe it's just brewing on the horizon but it's there maybe there's a medical storm in your life right maybe it's even one that you're borrowing from family history that you anticipate will come down the road maybe it's a storm in a relationship maybe in a marriage that that's disappointing it's far from what you wanted it to be maybe the storm in your life comes with your kids your grandkids Maybe a job, too few hours, too many hours. Maybe it's financial, maybe your retirement isn't quite all you anticipated it would be. You don't quite have enough. Your nest egg is too small. I don't know what the storm is in your life, but I know that we all have them. We aren't unlike the psalmist here, right? The storms of life come crashing down on us. Some of us are in the middle of a light drizzle. Others of us are in the middle of a heavy downpour. And we need, like he needs, we need to find a place of security. We need to find a place of protection from that storm. So what do we do as the storm approaches? Where do we go when the storm hits? Well, the psalmist tells us that there's only one place we can go to find refuge from the storms, and that is God, our Father Almighty, right? The one who we confess upholds as with his hand heaven and earth and all creatures and who rules them from that fatherly hand. And so with the psalmist, we declare that God is our place of protection. He's that shell around us, right? That shell that protects us from the impact of the storm. He'll absorb it for us. Right? This, this psalmist's life was being shaken to the core. It was crashing down around him. And every bit of his security was being ripped away from him in the middle of that turmoil, he says in in, in verses 1 and 2, he says, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress. I will never be shaken. Pretty confident words. And so in the middle of his storm, he can find rest. His soul finds rest. He can sleep well at night. He can have peace about the present. He can have peace about the future. The storm rages and he's okay. How? Because God is his rock. And God is his fortress. He claims that place. He claims that God in the middle of these attacks, in the middle of the storms of his life. Any of you uh, Lord of the Rings fans watch those movies, Lord of the Rings? Some of you will recognize this. And, because these verses remind me of the second Lord of the Rings movie called The Two Towers. In this movie, which is a, a fantasy land that Tolkien has created, the, the, there's the people of Rohan who are good people. And they realize that, that there's an evil army of 10,000 that are coming to attack their country. And, and they know that they can't stand against this army. And so what do they do? They, they as a nation, as a people, retreat to a place called Helm's Deep. Those of you who have seen the movie know what Helm's Deep is. It's, it's a city, a huge stone city built in this, into the side of a cliff. The safest place. And into this, into this city, you know, walls all around on, on the side that, that's not in the cliff. And then the tunnels in the cliff are where you find your security, your safety. And so they hide in this city called Helm's Deep. It is a place of, of protection and safety that they run to in times of trouble for generations. The most secure, the most safe place they know. And that's the image that the psalmist gives us about our God. He is our helms deep. He is our place of protection, our place of security in the storm. Right in verse 2, he gives us, he really gives us two different kinds, a glimpse of two different kinds of protection that our God gives. He says, first of all, God is my rock. In other words, he's the wall between us and the storm out there. He's that shell, like our car shell, that protects us from being destroyed on the direct impact of this storm. He's our defense against the storms of life. So in the movie, the people of Rohan saw the storm brewing on the horizon, and they secured themselves behind the rock of Helm's Deep, where the brunt of the storm would be absorbed by the walls around them. In the same way, God is our rock and our defense. He's the wall that protects us. But the psalmist doesn't just limit God to to a defensive position, this rock wall around us. God isn't powerless to do anything about the storm, and he doesn't leave us powerless either. He says, God is my rock, and he's also my salvation. So he's not only our defense against the storm, but he's our offense against the storm as well. See, it's from the safety of God's protection that we then can do battle against the storm. We can stand against it. You see, you know this, but God doesn't promise us that when we give our lives to him, that he will magically keep the storms of life away from us. That he'll magically keep them from shaking our foundations. In fact, if anything, he warns us that when we put our faith and trust in God, then Satan's going to do his worst to try and rock your world, to rock you off of your foundation. He will send storms into your life to try to get you to run away from God instead of running to God. God isn't our exemption from storms. But he is our place of protection. Helms deep in the movie didn't, didn't prevent the massive battle from, of good versus evil from raging. It didn't stop that storm. The army of evil still comes and, and it pounds against the walls and it pounds against the rock. But inside the fortress, the men and the women are safely tucked away. And from the top of the walls, the warriors are in a position of strength to fight back against the storm. Right, so know that the storms of life will come. Right? The illness may hit. The job may be lost. The dream may never come true. Satan will do his worst to try and shake you off of your foundation. And you can choose to try and brave that storm alone. Right? We, we can choose to take our foot off the brake pedal, and we're going to let the storm have its way with us and hope we make it through. Or we can run to God, our place of protection, our rock and our fortress. We can put our foot on that brake and say, God, you brace me. You be my shield around me. You be my fortress. God alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. But sometimes those storms last a long time, don't they? Sometimes they last maybe too long. Some of us are tired and we're sick of the storm. We're sick of doing battle day in and day out. Doesn't it seem sometimes like the storms of life will simply overwhelm us, maybe outlast us? You feel like giving in. Right? Hiding in Helm's Deep is great for in a time of trouble, but we're getting sick of living there. We're getting sick of living there, hidden in the mountains, with the storms raging around us, and we're just tired. It's at moments like that, that God shows himself not just to be our strong protector, but also, he says in here, he's my our place of refuge. Right, well, verses 1 and 2 call out, in confidence that God is my rock, God is my salvation, he's my fortress, he's my protection, right? I'm declaring that. Verses 5 through 8 are a more tender expression of trust and hope in God. Right? When we're tired of the storm, when we're worn down, when we need to, to come off from those front lines of the storm for a while, that's where God becomes our refuge. A refuge is a place of peace. A place of rest while the storms rage around. Right in verse 7. The psalmist writes, My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts for him. For God is our refuge. Twice, says God is my refuge, my safe place, a place of rest. But two things the psalmist encourages us to do when we're worn out by the storm. First of all, first of all, trust in Him. Remember who's on your side. Remember who this is. This is God Himself. We have the power and the love of God our Father, Almighty Creator, on our side. In verse 7, the psalmist really gives the battle back to God. He says, my salvation and my honor, they depend on God. Remember, this is in the face of all the storms of everybody attacking him, everybody turning on him. He says, "I'm, I'm putting it all in your hands, God. My salvation, my honor, they all depend on you. That's exactly right. Again and again and again, we must place ourselves back into God's hands and trust him. Again and again, we must put our hope in his strength not our own, right? Verses nine and 10 show us where our strength gets us, right? Compared to God, we're but a breath, the psalmist writes. Even the most powerful of us in the next line, he says, we are but a lie, right? Put all your strength together in the third line, and we don't even, we don't even register on the scale. Our power is in God, so trust in him, the psalmist says. Look to him for strength when you feel weak. Look to him for encouragement when you feel like giving up. Look to him for hope when, when life seems hopeless and it seems that like the storm is going to last forever. And, and dare to be honest with him. Right, when you're tired, tell him that you're tired. when you're angry, tell him that you're angry. When you're wounded, tell him where you hurt. Because remember, we have a God who's not only a strong fortress, but a loving parent. So the psalmist invites us to pour our hearts out to him. Give yourself to God, he says. When you need somebody to be completely honest with, when you need someone who will hear your complaint and not turn away, When you need someone who will hold you close while you mourn and while you cry, turn to God. Because we have a God who will wrap his arms around us in the storm. Like a mother holding her child close. Will give us a place of safety and rest. A refuge from that storm. So when the storms of life threaten to to shake the foundations of our lives... And those storms will come, right? And some of them will be huge. Many of you here have experienced those those huge-sized storms in your life. When those storms come, God will be our protection, and he will be our refuge. God will be the place where we can find our confidence. Right? That's where it all gets boiled down to in verses 11 and 12. Right? God gives us two simple things to remember in the middle of the storm. He says, remember, first of all, that I am strong. Right? One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O oh God, are strong. Remember that I'm strong. Never forget, God says, that I am stronger than the storm you're facing. Never forget that I have defeated Satan. He may win the skirmishes here and there, but I have won the battle. The darkness of the storm will end in the glory of a new day. And remember, so remember that I'm strong. And secondly, and that you, O Lord, are loving. Remember that I'm loving. I love you, he says. I love you enough that I'll never let you face the storm alone. I will take the brunt of it. I will be your rock. I will be your salvation. I will be your refuge. I will hold you close and be your shelter. And I will carry you through the storm. One thing God has spoken, two things have I heard that you, O oh God, are strong. And that you, O oh Lord, are loving. That's God's message to us in the middle of our storms. I'm strong and I'm loving. You want to see those two things put together and lived out perfectly? You need only to look at the cross, right? In Jesus, God showed his power and his love. In Jesus, God completely defeated the power of evil, right? In in Jesus, God crushed Satan's head as he promised to do back in Genesis chapter 3. In Jesus, God weathered a storm A storm of evil unlike we will ever have to face. In Jesus, God gave us a way out of the darkest storm possible for our life and for eternity. And how did he do it? He did it through his great love. God loved us enough to put his own son between us and the whipping that should have been ours. He loved us enough to put his own son between us and the cross that should have been ours. He loved us enough to put his own son between the fury of Satan that demanded our death. And he loved us enough to turn his back on his own son so that he wouldn't have to turn his back on you and on me. You want to see God's power and God's love brought together? Look at the cross. And that same power and that same love is ours today to carry us through the storms of life. You know, on August 16, 1987, almost 30 years ago now, Northwest Airlines Flight 225 crashed just soon after taking off. Killed 155 people. It was memorable because there were 156 people on board. One passenger survived. Maybe you remember this story. It was a four-year-old girl from Tempe, Arizona, named Cecilia. And rescuers at first at the scene couldn't believe that Cecilia would have been, could, could have been on the plane. Right? How could 155 people die and one person live? And so they thought she must have been on the highway where the plane crashed in one of the cars that was there. But, but when they pulled up the, the register of the, of the flight, there was Cecilia's name. She was on the plane. Cecilia survived, they figured out. Because as the plane was falling out of the sky, and all the passengers knew that they were going to crash, Cecilia's mother unbuckled her own seatbelt, and she got down on her knees in front of her daughter, her four year old daughter, Cecilia, and she wrapped her arms and herself around her daughter, knowing that they were about to crash. She was loving enough to unbuckle her own seatbelt, knowing that it would cost her her life. And she was strong enough that she held on and she refused to let go. And her body took the impact so her daughter wouldn't have to. Through the storm of the crash and the fire that followed, her mother was her protection, was her shield and her refuge. What a perfect image for what God does for us. Through the storms of life, our God is our protection, our shield, and our refuge, holding us close. He's loving enough to sacrifice himself, right to get down on his knees before us and wrap himself around us in his son. And He's strong enough that he's never going to let go. God is our refuge and our strength. An ever-present help, in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way, though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, we will not fear. That is why we can be patient when things go against us. That is why we can be thankful when things go well. And that is why, no matter how dark the storm clouds might look, we can have confidence for the future because we are completely held in his hand and in our God we find our refuge and our strength. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for being our Father. Our Father who's willing to kneel down in front of us out of pure love and wrap yourself around us as our protection, as our shield, and as our strength. And thank you, Father, that your strength never wavers, that you are strong enough that you will never let go. You know the storms in our lives and how often we feel so alone, we feel so weak, we feel so vulnerable. Father, wrap your arms around each person here. Help us to know as we go through those difficulties in life that we are not alone. That you are strong and that you are loving. Hold us close and help us never to try and run out of your embrace. But to come back and let you be our shield, our fortress, and our refuge. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. We're going to respond with leaning on the everlasting arms. If you're able to stand, please stand and let's sing together.